I've got my walking stick. Mr. Gandhi uh, from India once was asked, Mr. Gandhi, don't you ever go on a vacation? And his reply was, when you do what you love, you're always on vacation. You see, vacation is a state of mind. There are some people who go physically on a vacation, but they're not on vacation. They're doing this, they're doing that, and they're busy trying to figure out what's going to happen when they get back, and all that thing. In other words, they're addicted to stress. And there is such a thing as addiction to stress. So I have a brother-in-law who his idea of vacation is you plan what you're going to do every day and from get-go, from start, we'll, we'll have a hearty breakfast, then we'll go uh, bicycling for about 30 miles, and then we'll do kayaking, and then we'll... I get tired just listening to him. But some who are not necessarily leaving the wonderful Graftons because it's such a beautiful place. They, they end up not going on, technically on a vacation, but their spirit is free. And somehow they, they love doing what they're doing and they're very present to people. They smile at work and so forth, even though sometimes the customers are not always friendly. They're on vacation because they love doing what they do. I would add, however, to Mr. Gandhi, when you love God, you learn to always be at rest. Even in activity, you are at rest. That's the key. But it takes faith. Jesus sends his disciples on a mission and he sends them two by two to proclaim the kingdom of God is now here. And you know, I think married couples are in a privileged position of being sent by two by two. And yes, you are being sent. And you are to proclaim the kingdom of God is now here between or among the two of you. You are witnessing to God's love and the sacramental grace that you have received. But do we perceive it? That is the key. Many of us are not awake and we are not looking with eyes of faith. We see the same old, same old. We hear the same old, same old. And we tune things out. We close our eyes. Did you see the daisy on the way here? Did you see the flowers? Did you see the wonderful luscious trees? Did you hear the birds singing at 4 o'clock in the morning? That takes faith and really alive to God. To see God active in our everyday life. For example, my wrenched knee. Over three weeks ago, it happened as I was doing a committal at a cemetery across from St. Mary's in North Grafton. The treatment has been slow 
and it's a process including uh, getting prior approval from your insurance for an MRI. And I finally got approval last week. So I'm getting an MRI this coming week. I've spent a lot of sleepless nights because I can't sleep on my side, and if I sleep on my back, I have apnea, sleep apnea, and so forth. It goes on and on. And you might say I'm just here to complain. But in truth, the faith I've been given allows me to see the hand of God in all of this. After all, it started while I was on duty, doing my priestly duty. But as I've been praying on this, I could focus on winning people's sympathies, like now. Instead, I am learning to accept it as a gift from God. God is active through my pain and my suffering. So, Father Leo, can you learn to thank God for your sore knee that's giving you a lot of trouble? It didn't, I couldn't answer yes right away, but now my answer is yes, Lord. I can thank you for my wrenched knee and the pain it causes me. You and I need to put on the mind of Christ this vacation, this summer. And let us reflect on how everything we have is happening, that is happening is a blessing from God. Do you and I trust, it really boils down to this, do you and I trust that fathers knows best? And I'm not talking about Robert Young. I'm talking about God our Father. There was a series on TV in the 50s, uh, Father Knows Best. Those of you who are old enough to remember that our Father in Heaven would not allow anything to happen to us unless it was for the good of our soul. I share with you a story from uh, writer Jack Cornfield, who tells us the story about an injunction he was given when he went to a Buddhist monastery. And he says, start with, he says, injunction to bow to everyone. It started with, start with those older than you. Bow to them when you see them. Then bow to the common rice farmer who never meditates and who cusses and who prays not. Then also bow to the 21-year-old here in the monastery who is full of vim and vigor and who thinks he knows it all. What happened with him as he learned to bow, even though he wasn't thrilled about bowing to somebody who seemed to be rather uh, ornery or, or uh, cantankerous or someone who was full of himself and so forth. But he learned to see something good in everyone. He was able to see the face of God in everyone. Even the rice worker who was uh, grimy and dirty all the time, most of the time, 
In the wrinkles of the rice worker, he saw the face of God. In the young person, he was able to see the vitality that God was manifesting through this young person. Can you and I see the face of God in each other? Or are we taking each other for, for granted that we don't see the face of God in each other anymore? That is, only if we have faith can we see the face of God. So I invite you this summer to be open to the surprises of God and how he chooses to reveal his face to you and how he reveals by speaking to you in the unlikeliest of voices. Only if you have faith will you see or hear. May you be open to many surprises this summer. Amen.